Thanks, everyone. Hi. Um, wow. I'm so thrilled about having all of you here with me today celebrating International Women's Day. Uh, <laughs> so I created Better in Bed um, last September. And over 5,000 downloads and 13 episodes and counting later, I can say it's been a really awesome ride. Um, I actually can still remember you and me, Jai, sitting in that pokey little bar <laughs> in Saingpun, and Jai was saying, hey, let's start a podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and I actually never dreamed that I would be here uh, six months later um, celebrating with all of you. So it's really been incredible. And it means so much to me that you're all here. Um, a little bit about me. So I grew up in Singapore and I was the product of an awful sex education and also a very religious and conservative upbringing. So it was a double whammy. Um, and as a result, I actually experienced a lot of guilt and shame when it came to having sex. And I never felt like I could talk to anybody about it because of the cultural taboo. So I started the Better in Bed podcast to actually change all of that. I know that many of us here who are living in Asia and growing up in Asia have similar stories to mine. Um, and I know that many of us have questions about sex, <laughs> but very few healthy, positive places that we can find answers. And porn doesn't count. <laughs> okay. um, so this podcast and today's show is my way of changing the conversation <coughs> around sexuality from shame to pleasure and it's my way of also making sex something that everyone should be pleased and happy to talk about. So as a sex educator and coach, I'm all about encouraging people to have more sex and get better at sex. So if you've actually listened, <laughs> if you've actually listened to any of the episodes on the podcast, you'll know that we approach each topic in a very playful, informative and honest way. Um, and each episode features different guests as well who generously share um, their personal stories and experiences with us. Um, many of them actually are here on this panel <laughs> and also in this room today. Um, and we also love it when our listeners, so that's you, uh, submit questions to the show as well. So. I'll let Jai, my co-host and the producer of Better in Bed, tell you a little bit more about himself and also about this evening's topic. Hello. <coughs> I don't think I've been more nervous sitting in front of a group of women like this before, so happy International Women's Day. Uh, as Sarah said, <laughs> I am the co-host and producer of the Better in Bed podcast, and that's a true story. We, we were very drunk in that bar, I'll mind you. Uh, I had bought podcasting equipment before we had a podcast, that, that's true. And Sarah's great idea, really, to, to come here so quickly is, is really amazing. Podcasting for, for not only me, but for a lot of people in general, is an important medium. It allows us to do things that are private and intimate because it goes directly to your ear. I don't know if you've ever tried to listen to a podcast with another person, but unless they love that podcast, it doesn't go anywhere. It's a really personal kind of medium, and for something that is kind of considered taboo, considered shame, a lot of questions that get raised, it became the kind of this, this private medium that we can actually start to have these conversations about. And speaking of private conversations, tonight is all about secrets in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of us have more secrets than others. <laughs> I know I'm not that funny, so. <laughs> uh, so tonight is about exploring the unexplorable, about talking about the unspeakable and giving you all a chance to hopefully just ask us some honest questions. As the, the token male and the token microphone monkey tonight, uh, I'm hoping that we can really get a lot out of this uh, together. 
The format of this evening is we have some of our favourite guests. Actually, some of our other favourite guests are in the bedroom. <laughs> He's trying to sneak off. Uh, some of our favourite guests and sex experts answering your questions that we've actually crowdsourced from you in the weeks leading up for this as well as tonight. So I'm going to hand over and ask the panel to introduce themselves, what episode they were on, what topic was it, and maybe one thing that turns them on. Um, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Kat. I was on episode two for Know Thyself, Love Thyself. Uh, for Which those is really of you about masturbation, just well, sure. yep. Let me get to it. It's all about build up. <laughs> there I am rushing. Oh, God. Never goes the way I want it to. Uh, so, I guess one thing that turns me on is not being, is uh, obviously not being interrupted. And Sorry. I would say another thing that definitely turns me on a lot more is um, uh, rapid-fire intelligent banter. And I'll, with that, I'll pass it on. <laughs> um, my name is Vera, and um, um, I was on episode 12. It was about building your toy chest. So I'm the founder of uh, a sex, it, well, what we call a sex shop, but I like to call it an intimate lifestyle shop here in Centro called Sally Coco. If you pass, oh, thank you. <laughs> if you pass by the mid-level escalator, you will always see our less feel good pink neon sign on the left-hand side. Um, so what turns me on? Um, it might be a little different than other people, but I think consent always turns me on. <laughs> why, why is that different? <laughs> Can I just point out to embarrass all the men in the room who have congregated in a, what they consider a safe circle? <laughs> it's not safe there. They're lulling you into it. it. It's also not dark enough to hide in here, guys. We see you. Um, I, so, just to make a little note as well to point other people out, uh, Sarah Jai, do you want to fill in a little bit about what turns you on? <laughs> Uh, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> Anytime someone gets near my ear with their lips, I mean, I lose my mind. Wow. Which makes saying hello to people awkward sometimes. For me, uh, well, what doesn't turn me on, uh, really? Uh, I would say for today, what turns me on is... Um, pushing someone's boundaries sexually, whatever that may be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we heard some really interesting um, turn-ons from our panel. But guess what? I don't think we've had enough. I don't think we've had nearly enough. So, now it's time to go just a little deeper. <laughs> to get just a little closer and perhaps and personal with the panelists and with these gorgeous ladies and Jai. Oh. And I would like a show of hands of who would like to hear even more intimate bedroom secrets from our panelists. Woohoo! Yes, I know that's what you're here for, so don't worry. We're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you. Just as you want it. <laughs> so, I'm going to ask the panel a few questions, which we have incidentally um, crowdsourced from you. Whoa. So these are not my questions. These are questions that have come in from the audience of tonight and also from the social media campaign that we have uh, organized before this event. So these are obviously things that everybody wants to know. We're going to do it in the rapid fire style, just like uh, in the podcast, we do the quickie but goodies. I'm sure you remember that section. So now, ladies and Jai, you have five seconds <laughs> to answer each question spontaneously. And if you don't have an answer, I'll move to the next question. Oh my God. And normally I would say ladies first, but because today, you know, there's so many ladies and just one gentleman, we're going to oh go with the king first. <laughs> All right, you ready? Let's do this. Okay. Jai, what is your favorite sexual position? Uh, uh, reverse cowgirl. Cat? Uh, doggy style. Vera? Cowgirl, I like to be on top. 
I'm gonna say with a uh, missionary with my legs on guy's shoulders. Oh. <laughs> Not many missionaries were doing it that way, I promise you. <laughs> At least that I know of, anyway. All right, question number two, everyone. Jai, you again. What do you commonly fantasize about? Yoga pants. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't think many guys can. Like, there is. There is a look guys give each other when yoga pants come out. It's always like... I just realised it's a podcast and just did a physical gag. Vera, this may be a new item for you to add to your uh, collection. I was not expecting you to say that at all. <laughs> Go on, Kat. Five seconds. What uh, do you fantasize about? about. Uh, doing it in public. Doing it in public. <laughs> Woohoo! Vera. Restrain. Uh, Restrain. Yeah. For me, oh, mine's like so tame. Uh, past lovers. For once. <laughs> For me too. All right. Now, interesting question. Please pay attention, everybody. Have any of you ever had sex with anyone in this room? <laughs> if, Jai? If she's still here, then yes. I, I can't see her right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, she, I'm thinking she kind of left. Cat. Just realized you can all sound nervous there. It's not the same person as Jai, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me, um, sadly, no. Oh. <laughs> it could still happen, though. Yes. I wish. <laughs> the night is young. <laughs> the night is young. Uh, for me, uh, yes, but you'll just have to figure out who. <laughs> or not. All right, the next one is, would you get bored of sex if you had it every day? Wouldn't bother me, but you know. I feel like I'm about to disappoint a lot of people, but yeah, there's, there's a chance. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't say with the same person. Oh. <laughs> next. Well, actually, that was, that was the question I was going to ask. Do you mean with the same person in the same way? Yes. <laughs> but if it was different ways... No. Even if it's the same person but in different ways? I don't want to bury myself at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave it there. My answer is yeah. the same as cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I think every other day because I yeah. just want some anticipation. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's all build up. Oh, the build up is the best, isn't it, ladies? Um, now, interesting question. How much would you charge for a night of sex? You, you mean I, I Legitimate question, right? In how much monetary we... value? Uh, priceless? <laughs> right, you, you buy me nice beers, right? <laughs> how about you, Vera? <sighs> it's hard to put a price on it. You know, there's so much I can do. Depends on how involved you are. Yeah. I think it also depends on who Who's I'm having offering? sex with, right? So if it's Donald Trump, it would be like a million dollars. And if it's like... A hundred million, million Yeah, million, I don't million. know. Like, I don't know. Or if it was like someone really cute, then maybe just a dollar. <laughs> Some transaction. All right, I'll do it for free just this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, the opposite of this question is how much would you pay for a night of sex? Not with Donald Trump. <laughs> That's priceless. God, I don't know. Did, can I exchange Just the give me a number. Just give oh, me a number. Two, two beers. Two beers, okay. Wow. Nobody's going to have sex with him, is he? <laughs> I've, paid, I've paid less than that. For sure. yeah. Less than that? I, I've paid less than a beer for sex. Oh, my God. Okay. Can I have the sex first and then pay later? Uh. <laughs> you know how paid sex works, right? You pay first and then you may be disappointed. Well, how will I know if I don't know, you know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I only get paid, sorry. Don't pay. All right, last question in this section. What would you say to your partner when you're introducing a new sex move or a sex toy in the bedroom? Ta-da! No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who gives it away? <laughs> um. Well, I would always start with a conversation like, hey, I saw this and that on the internet. Would you be interested and take a look? Probably in your case, it's like, I got this new item in stock, yeah. you want to try? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I probably like presented it as a gift, you know? Like, this is my gift to you. It's like a giant butt plug or something. <laughs> it's kind of well, like a Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? I hope you guys were taking notes because these are like really expert secrets. But can I just say, did we have enough of this? Or do we want more? Don't worry, because we've got a lot more in store for you, ladies and gentlemen. So um, there were also a lot of burning questions that we've uh, collected during the um, foreplay time at this event and during the social media campaign. And these are burning questions that a lot of people have always wanted to ask but didn't know who to ask. So tonight we're going to have these wonderful ladies and Jai to give us the answers so here's your chance to get even more bedroom wisdom from our panel. This time, we're going to start with a question that a lot of people have asked. And because I'm a relationship coach, I get asked this question all the time. So pay attention. How can I keep sex fresh with a long-term partner without falling into the vanilla trap? And for those of you who don't know, the vanilla trap doesn't mean that you have a bath in a in a bath of custard or something. <laughs> okay, so who would like to take this question? How do you keep sex fresh in a long-term relationships? Uh, I guess I'll take that one. Um, it's very easy, first of all, I'd like to make mention that it's very easy and very common to get caught in that trap. I think comfort is one of those leading uh, incentives to get into that trap in the first place. Uh, my main advice, if I had to give some, would be to make yourself stay interested and curious. So find ways of entertaining yourself and being open to talking to your partner about it. I think at the end of the day, if, if he isn't going along with it or she isn't going along with it with you, then you'll know pretty fast that you're not sexually compatible. It won't, it won't work. I mean, it, I can't imagine it working that way. Yeah, if, if you want the guy's point of view, and for any of you who have dated a guy, we're terrible at talking about anything. And when you're talking to us about one thing, we don't think you're talking to us about that thing. And <laughs> we, we are very confused most of the time. But I, I, I think if you, if you start the conversation early, if you are reaching that stage where it's going to be a long-term conversation, just breaking down a few of those barriers to try it out. I am the worst at this, so I fully put my hand up. I'm like, I am not good at talking about it. But once you're over those first kind of sticky bits, that's not the right pun to use, is it? Uh, once you're on those first kind of harder conversations, it does become a lot easier. And I've actually had some great experiences after those conversations have been a, a lot harder. And they've actually opened up intimacy in other areas. But just be patient with guys, because we are kind of rubbish with that stuff. Anyone else? Um, OK. Uh, I think that it's important, if you want to keep things fresh, to do it as a couple. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes setting an intention together is really mm. important. And I think saying that, look, it's really, sex is really important um, to our relationship, keeping things fresh, you know, I'd really like to have some adventure, some novelty, maybe that's died down, you know, address the issue. Um, I'm a big fan of actually what I call a sex bucket list, which you can create together with a partner. It's, it's kind of like all of the things that you would love to explore um, before you die, kind of thing. <laughs> okay, like it sounds so morbid, but but look, and and there can be things on there that you can only just really want to do like once, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Join the Mile High Club or something, right? <laughs> maybe a bit expensive to keep doing it over and over again, but <laughs> exactly. Maybe also once you've done it once, that's it's fine. You tick that box, right? But I think having that in the back of your head as a couple is kind of fun. So then you can kind of work through it together. Um, the other thing that I like to uh, suggest is, is obviously fantasizing together. And um, if you find this weird, sometimes it's kind of fun if you actually fantasize separately. So maybe, you know, write out your own little fantasy starring your partner, right? So let's say I have a fantasy about, I don't know, being in a sex cult or something. <laughs> and <the laughs> glorious leader, my partner, <laughs> is, um, you know, he's coming down with like seven Vestal Virgins and so on. And you create wow. a fantasy. Uh, I, I know, sorry, I might have said too much. Um, and then maybe you read it to each other, and then it's again part of the conversation, but it's also fun, right? And it, it actually um, 
it, it shows that both of you have a separate sort of fantasy life and that there's stuff that you want to explore. Um, the other thing I also wanted to say is about not being vanilla. <laughs> okay, so um, if you want to expand your horizons from just vanilla and if you want to explore things like kink, you know, things like fetish, things like swinging, you know, there's, there's so much really out there. I mean, one of the things that you could do just to learn and inspire yourself is probably, you know, go go toy shopping, watch some porn, you know, ethical porn. I'm a big fan of that. I, I talk about that on the podcast. Listen to our podcast, clearly. Uh, you know, do some online classes, but find out as much as you can about all these things because if you want to just not be vanilla, the, the world of kink is actually very broad and yeah. there's a lot to explore. Just like ice cream flavors. The whole world is out there for you. And speaking of toys, yep. Vera, do you have some tips? Well, I well not with toys, but like if someone wants to keep sex fresh with their partner, we have to realize that love and desire are two different things. So when you're you're you love someone, you get close to someone. It's all the it's all about you know react like he's reliable or she's reliable, and the certainty that you guys are together, things like that. And then the more you love someone, the more certain it is. But when it comes to desire, it's always about uncertainty and, and you don't know what's gonna happen and then you desire and you want to be that with that someone even more. So love and desire are two separate things, but how can we have them together and exist in the same relationship and world is a, is a challenge every day. I, I face this challenge myself all the time too. But I th definitely think that if, you know, if I was a guy or, or a girl, if my boyfriend or or, or girlfriend are always constantly with me every single day, 24-7, I would be like, oh, there's no desire, you know? So create your own personal space and also your own personal habits. And once you're confident, of course, your partner will desire you as well. Very wise words, isn't it? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so this was the most vanilla question that I've had for tonight. So it goes down here from <laughs> downhill from here. The next question is how can you this these are not our questions i would like to remind you all that this is exactly how people have asked the question so i will just read it out all right don't blame me can you have how can you have anal sex without feeling the need to poo <laughs> i i got a solution <laughs> douching douching definitely helps and there are some tips to it. So there's all of the different kinds of douche that you can get. And make sure you um, do this like at least 45 minutes to an hour before, before any anal play. If not, it's just gonna be, you know, <laughs> not pretty. <laughs> so give yourself some time. What is it? Which one? Which part? What it was? What does it mean? Uh, oh, an anal douche. Um, it's like a, um, so it's like a... Or Google it, you know. <laughs> How do I explain it's, it? It's, it's like, like a, a clean, it's like a wash, basically it's an internal yeah. wash um, that you do much like a colonic would be, but less invasive. So it's I like... Think. Sort of a mini colonic irrigation? Yeah, yeah it looks like a t bigger light bulb shape and then with a little pipe and then you can put apply some lubricant and put it into the anus and squeeze the water in and then it will wash out whatever inside and there's that <laughs> so the poo part is will be gone <laughs> but of course there's also a way that um that you have to practice so you have to start with your finger and then also a butt plug and then you get used to it and build up into the real butt sex <laughs> I love seeing everyone's faces wince yeah. here. Everyone, like, yeah. so, uh, this is one way of doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, the other, the other way is um, if you don't want to go through such a huge process, is just to clear the pipes first. Um, and and uh, what Vera is saying is very right. If, if, you know, actually, these tips are a lot from like, our friends in the gay community. Yeah. And this is how they usually prepare um, themselves um, for, for this. <laughs> but if you want to just do a very quick and easy clear the pipes, 
you know, put her finger, so that also works too. Um, the, I think the other thing that's really important is more like, the question for this was feeling the need to poo. So I think it's all about reframing your brain because the thing is your body just, like if that's the only thing it associates with anal, it, it's just going to think yeah. that it's not sexy. So one way of reframing the brain is, as Vera mentioned, is to use toys, to use any kind of finger stimulation, but also to just like, if you're a woman, to warm up with like a vaginal orgasm first as well, to get yourself into the mood um, that you're in the sexy mood now, and then bring on the anal stimulation. Anybody else would like to say a word on this one, or should no, we good. move on? <laughs> You're good? Okay. Good. Wonderful. Does everybody understand what was going on here? <laughs> okay. Next question. What are your top tips for people wanting to try a threesome oh. or a multi-sum? Who's going to take, take this one? Are Jai? They, are they single or are they in a couple? Does it matter? Uh, does it matter? Yeah. So, Go for it. So um, if you're single, uh, it's, it's about probably having those conversations at, at dinner parties and you'll very quickly hone in on your couple friends uh, <laughs> who might be looking for the same thing. Like, it's, it's surprisingly easy. Uh, and, like, it doesn't mean that's necessarily going to be you. Don't get me wrong there. But it definitely does allow everyone to start having that conversation. If you are a couple, I think it's a little more difficult. I think if you're a new couple, a lot of the time um, it's about, oh, someone you know who you can invite in. I'm not a big fan of that. I think that's, that can make things a little murky because, look, if it doesn't go well the first time or you kind of guys are uncomfortable with it, that's fine. You just might want to make sure that friend is a couple of degrees removed if you, if you feel like it's going to get awkward. But uh, yeah, my, don't do the Craigslist thing. Again, I, <laughs> I've, I've learned that lesson a couple of times. Uh, you did it twice? Wow. So, yeah, it was yeah. It's a story for another podcast. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I think it is, again, I don't want every answer to be just talk about it, but I think conversations with your friends who are in couples or if you're, or if you're in a couple, just starting to branch out into those different swingers communities, etc. Thank you, Jai. Anybody else? Uh, I'd like to add just a little thing. There's... Um, Having discussions with your partner, first off, if you are in a couple thinking or wanting or thinking you want to have threesomes or multisomes, is to try and differentiate the fantasy of a threesome versus what the reality might actually be. Yeah. Um, it can be quite a different thing in practice, especially um, when you're not used to dealing with things like jealousy or, um, I guess, procedure. A lot of it's like, okay, what happens before? What happens after, after. the threesome? Um, how, do you, how do you make sure that all parties, including the third party, is comfortable and it feeling included and not feeling like the third wheel or another toy, actually? I think that's really important to set those boundaries ahead of time um, and really make it about all three people rather than just about yourself or mm. just about your couple. Thank you. I'm, I'm a big fan of talking about it beforehand, but then spontaneously letting the threesome or multisome happen <laughs> organically, because I feel like when you're trying too hard to make it happen, it never really yeah. ends up. People are scared. Right, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't have someone hiding in the closet. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> Ta-da! Ta <-da! laughs> uh, the other very practical tip that I think I've learned is is try to let the girl take the lead if you are in a sort of threesome where there's like mixed sex. Um, because I think it's quite important for the female to feel comfortable. Um, guys, in general, they're kind of a bit more easygoing when it comes like threesomes are on the table. So, <laughs> like, apparently. Yeah, usually letting the girl take the lead and as well even in approaching somebody, right? It, um, girls are usually more, they're, they're just better. It, it comes off better. <laughs> I think it's less aggressive. It's yeah. E yeah. It seems less um, terrifying. Ter yeah, territorial. So tips from the masters or mistresses in this case, <laughs> in the good in the good sense of the word. Okay, and now my favorite question of the night, really. So, um, dear panelists, can you tell us how soon can I bust out a strap-on with my Aww. partner? Obviously for girls, but for guys too, you know. Yeah. After dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Not before. First date? Don't do it before. First date after dinner? 
Is that your answer? Well, it depends on the couple. I mean, if you would take like maybe a same sex, I know sometimes in uh, lesbian relationships, that's sometimes expected. I'm not going to say always. So if I take the average of those kind of couples and an average of heterosexual, maybe third date. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, how, how, wow. naughty, how naughty were they on the date? Did they deserve it? <laughs> I, I shall include that in my tips for the first three dates with my clients. I'll remember, make sure you, you bought a strap on just in case. And then, you know, listen to this podcast to know how to bring it up. Sarah, you have any tips on this one or Vera? Um, I would say there's never too soon or never too late. Um, <laughs> when it comes to something that both of you are into and enjoy. But when it comes to strap-on, I have seen, like in my stores, I have seen couples coming in but after their first date <laughs> buying a strap-on because <laughs> they realize both of them are into the same thing. And I've also seen couples who come in and buy it after they got married for like five years. And so it, there's never too soon or too late, yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 I guess the question is, how do I bring that oh, up? Oh, bring them to Sally Coco. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's probably important before you bust out the actual <laughs> strap-on and yeah. wave it in somebody's face is um, probably just to talk about the idea of prostate play because that's really what strap-ons are for. Yep. Um, and you know, is the idea of prostate play something that's desirable, something that's pleasurable, you know, do you enjoy fingers, other toys? Um, and then probably the other tip is start small, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, bring him to Sally Coco and yeah. say, which one do yeah, you let, feel let <laughs> like, yeah. But guide him. I mean, don't but, let him be all brave and be like, yeah, definitely yeah. the giant double-ended <laughs> black mambo. Yeah. What's, what's the biggest one like you got, love? You've got, you I don't mean, have to prove anything. But is that really what people will go for, like, no. in the first um, time, though? No. no, usually people go for, um, if guys, they want to explore prostate, they usually come for prostate massager that is just, like, super tiny, like the smallest size. Yeah. It's like a thing, like it's just as thick as your finger. So, um, so they would come for that first, and then they kind of build their way up. So you're saying this is where not to be macho, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger just, just, does not yeah. mean better. <laughs> In the back door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> are we done with that? Yeah. yeah. Everyone satisfied with those answers? <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna move into a slightly different section. Um, so we really enjoyed sharing our bedroom secrets with you so far. But this show and the whole podcast, is, it's not really a one-way conversation. Um, at Better in Bed, we also love it when you share your secrets and your um, confessions with us too. So we asked you at the door and through social media to tell us what's the most awkward thing that has ever happened to you in the bedroom. So. I'm going to read some of my favorite stories, and I'd love to capture some of um, the panel's reactions from uh, <laughs> some of these stories, especially how you might have maybe responded in this situation. Okay, so you all ready? Yep. Ready. Okay, I've got, got a few slips, so <laughs> if this is you, try not to turn bright red, okay? <laughs> um, so when I was on a weekend getaway with a guy that I was dating and his parents, we all shared a room. I drank way too much at dinner and drunkenly crawled into the wrong bed with his parents. Oops. We, we should have asked for names. <laughs> okay, so you, yeah. Oop, maybe go um, I don't know what you guys would have done in that situation. Well, I don't want to single the person out, but I mean, were the parents cute? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you've got to roll with it, and you've got to give one of them a hug and a cuddle, like just like, I miss my folks. Or, 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 or please. Yeah, but, but not if you're naked, though. Yeah. Right, well, right. I think you, well, I, I don't know, it doesn't oh, okay. say, it doesn't <laughs> say, but I presume you don't really sneak into like your boyfriend's room naked. Um, okay, so this is the next one. Uh, my husband's mother 
walked in, um, walked in on us, and his penis was still glowing. <laughs> Whose penis glowed? That was you, wasn't it? That was you, wasn't it? Because of a glow-in-the-dark condom. Oh, <laughs> oh that's how it glows. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> I, I found I'm, it. I mean, I'm glad it was. <laughs> I'm glad they, uh, you were using protection, but why would you use a glow in the dark condom? Yeah. It's not me, it's her mom. It's like you can't find it. What did you do to your child? Maybe it was so small they couldn't find it. Oh, no. It could have been that small. It stayed, it stayed on. It stayed on, probably. Oh, God. Okay, um, most awkward thing that's happened, having a variety of vegetables pushed into my anus. Oh. Um, and it says eek here with like five exclamation marks. <laughs> it's a whole new meeting to tossing salad, guys. Ah, ah. <laughs> I don't know. Always eat yeah. your vegetables first, kids. <laughs> Vera, I think you need to tell you. You need to talk a little bit about anal toys and why they're yeah, purposely, so. deliberately made for that purpose. Okay, guys, yeah. listen. Never, never, never put anything into the anus without, like, if they, it doesn't have a string or an end <laughs> or a flat base. Yeah, or a flat base. Yeah. So, because once you push it in. You can't take it out. So there's, you know, on the news, sometimes there's news about this kind of accidents. Guys go to the hospital because of that. So to avoid that, there's toys that are definitely designed for that purpose. So it has a flat face and it doesn't hurt. <laughs> Don't use any vegetables. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, like, I feel like if it was a carrot versus like a cauliflower, oh, I, that would be very different. Um, can, can I add to that, that really okay, yeah, briefly? Yeah. Um, also, okay, in case you are very adventurous and there are no toys around, you want to dabble, and the only thing, I mean, you know, heaven forbid, the only thing available are vegetables from your fridge. Be kind to your partner. First of all, don't shove push or cram anything in the anus. It's, first of all, not sexy words, okay? Second of all, be kind and put a condom over it so it's not going to hurt and grate. I mean, if you're gonna go that way, go that way in a gentle, gentle oh, format. Oh, and lubricant, lubricant. And, lube, and lots of lube, guys. Yeah. The butt needs lube. If you take anything away tonight, the butt needs lube. The more, the better. Absolutely. Okay, so I woke up to a guy licking my face and humping my leg. No. Was that a dog? Is that you? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and he then said, oops, my happy time came early. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're taking him out for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> um... All right, got one more. <laughs> Making good time. Okay, so this guy, he went all primal as he came. So before climaxing, he started grunting like a wild animal. And when he came, he roared like a lion and also punched the pillow at the same time. <laughs> I thought that was really Lion King for a second. At that point, I almost expected him to, s to start shouting Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't, but he did make these roll, low rumbling sounds like an animal that just killed its prey. And I, I was clearly terrified, um, and I asked him if it was... A, if he was okay. And he was like, yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> so it has something, I don't know, what your old face, old sounds sound like, but has something ever similar ever happened to you? No. 
really? I once yes. had somebody start slapping me after they came, like almost as an impulse, and I was like, oh my god, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> but then similarly, they're like, what? And I'm like... You know what you did, John. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, not sure yeah. I would like to have my old sounds played back to me, because I'm sure I sound like just very different from what I think I sound in my head. <laughs> more, more Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah, like some Nama? kind of like filthy cowgirl. God. <laughs> <laughs> we get a real southern drawl on you yeah. all of a sudden. Maybe. Sadly, I actually want to know whether or not this is the same guy I met once on a terrible, terrible <laughs> date. <laughs> and it is actually one of the worst dates I, I can honestly talk about. And it, was, it wasn't so much that he was a, like growling, it's just it gradually tr- seemed like he was turning into a wolf. <laughs> and I made the terrible, terrible mistake of opening my eyes just to check that this was really happening. And as I did, I mean, I'm sorry for the listeners who can't see what face I'm making, but it was really. It's like his face. It's like his face was being scrunched into into a wolf mask, and then suddenly growling out to what was definitely not the most attractive way of coming, and proceeded to create this reaction in me that was like, okay, I'm done too. Um, so I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna call you. And I hope that the full moon passes and you're okay. <laughs> He's like this little dog by yeah, the Yeah, right? Oh. I mean, I, I'm all for everyone being honest when they're having pleasure, but like, just, yeah, just check yourself a little bit. So you don't date wearables anymore? Yeah. No, I, I don't only, date only men that I, I, I meet in random alleyways under the full moon. Oh my no. God. In graveyards? Nope. Um, should we have time for one more or should we move on? Yeah, we're good. We're good. One more? Yeah. Do you like these ones? Okay. Um, okay, so this one's clearly from a guy. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it is, but hey. Uh, Do you want me to read it? I was in bed with a girl, and her name was Sushmita or Sushila or something like that. And during sex, she kept insisting, say my name, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> and under... <laughs> Under pressure, <laughs> I said um, something with an S. <laughs> so she was not impressed and left immediately afterwards. So, a- any thoughts or advice for our forgetful friend here? Good for her. <laughs> uh, use a nickname. Yeah. What, what's, what's wrong with baby or oh, honey? Or yeah. Something with an S. Or, I mean, I feel like there's so many ways to you keep people's mouths busy. You, you, well. could, you could try to. It could have said sushi, you know, that's quite tasty you for most people. You could maybe kind of try to trick her into telling you by saying, like, who's been a naughty girl? Say your name, say your name. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on too, I love it. You're welcome, gentlemen. Right. I'll take drinks in favor for that tip. <laughs> Okay, so really the only thing that um, we want to like take away from this little <laughs> section, I hope you like this little section, by the way, um, is that obviously sex, while it can be just this magical and wonderful experience, can also be insanely awkward and embarrassing, and that's totally okay, right? Um, the trick to overcoming these awkward moments, I feel, is just to relax and remember that this is, you're not the first human being out there to experience this, which is why we wanted to share some of these stories with you. Um, because I think that your partner, if if they're a reasonable human being and they're decent, they, they'll get over it, as long as they get to have sex with you again. <laughs> I think they're pretty happy. Yeah, unless you growl like <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> that was good, my mouth is oh, unless you're in, That's actually a very good point. Somebody from the audience said, unless you're into the growling, then all more power to you, werewolves. Yes. Get your growl on. <laughs> Leave your number at the door, we will send them. 
Okay. Uh, for the next section, uh, this is called One Thing Your Partner Wish You Knew. I said that terribly. Hang on. <laughs> I did just get my second beer. One thing you wish your partners knew. So we're going to move into things that you wish you, that you could tell your partner one day, or you wish they would just get and understand. Um, so what we did was we actually crowdsourced a number of different people and asked them one simple question. What do you wish your partner knew uh, about the bedroom? We asked men and women. Do you want men or women first? I feel weird going women first. But men. men, okay, yeah, thank you. It's what I wanted to hear, so I'll take it. Okay, so I'll ask you guys. Uh, so these are the things that... <laughs> sorry, I'm really laughing because I'm a child. Uh, the penis is not a joystick. <laughs> no heavy-handed hand jobs, please. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? <laughs> They're all just gone real awkward. This Everyone just drank a beer in that yeah, corner. Yeah. We all saw you. <laughs> Maybe they're okay that it is a joystick yeah, yeah. sometimes. I wore my contacts tonight to see everyone. <laughs> all right. Um, what makes sex a thousand times more exciting is anticipation. And I've got to add, side comment, as boys, we know we're terrible with anticipation. We tell you we don't want it, but we do want it. Creating the expectation of a great experience is a big part of the experience that's experienced twice. So I really love it when my partner builds that throughout the day. Well, that's very sweet. Throughout the I day. Yeah. yeah. I think that's true for both sides. That's sex. a good timeline. Yeah. But I think boys are terrible at talking about it. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah, I want anticipation. But not really. It's okay. Just <laughs> send pictures, then it's fine. I always say that foreplay is after you have sex like this time and then before you have sex next time. Mm. So oh. before the next time and the You mean all the time in between? Yes, all the time in between. What you're Sorry saying is foreplay <laughs> starts the moment you've just finished. Yeah. I, I would say foreplay is all of that play you do for sex, whether it's before or after, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like sometimes in between. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next one. This is, this is again, something that we men, and I'm going to look at all the men as I ask this question, wish that women knew. Well, generally, general, I'm doing a big generalization here. It is mainly the straight guys we talk to. Uh, that being stimulated in and around the ass is one of the most sensitive parts on the guy. Oh. Mm. All the guys yeah, just preach. winced and closed yeah. their eyes. <laughs> it's a good thing. Do it. Explore it. Anything from the panel? That's where the prostate is. If you haven't done it, try it. It's great. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, here's, here's something we talked about the other uh, the other week. We recorded our episode on porn, and this harkens straight back to that. The less porn dramatizes the sex, the better. You don't need to put on a show or, or, of writhing around and screaming at the top of your lungs to show me that you're enjoying it. Oh. Well, we're, we're all okay with this, ladies? Bit of a silence in the room. That was weird. What's not clear? What? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the more over the top it is, the more likely you're faking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he, here's the trifecta, it's been called. I like this name. One hand on the shaft, one hand pres putting pressure on the pananium, and what? balls in the mouth. Sounds like overstimulation, but can feel really good when done right. Do you actually oh. know where the? I was about to say, Joy, okay. do you actually know where the perineum is? Because I just the perineum, didn't you, it? Got, yeah. you did. You know what? I did that that whole episode. How long have you been doing this podcast with us? Anyway, I'm gonna do it one more time, real, real, real slow. The trifecta: one hand on the shaft. Okay. We know that what that yeah, is, right? Yeah. I'm gonna help you. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> point out the words for one you. Just hand, clarifying. One hand putting pressure on the perineum. No, I said it right again. And balls in the mouth. Sounds like overstimulation, but can feel good when done right. I feel like you're just racing to balls in the mouth. I am. I am racing to balls in the mouth. <laughs> All right, so we kind of know that area. Okay, so this is what the women told us. Oh. Okay. Wait, wait. Should we let everyone maybe sure. just weigh in and whether they agree or disagree? I don't know. Where, where are the women on the panel? So how about you, Jai? Do you agree or disagree with oh, any... Oh, <laughs> ping pong. <laughs> of the things that you just read? I agree with everything. As I said, we, we are terrible with anticipation. There's nothing wrong with anal play, it's great. It does take a bit of getting used to it, but it's great. Uh, the, yeah, if, if you kind of put on the whole act, it's, it's distracting. It's like suddenly you're taken out of the moment, you have no idea what's going on. And then you suddenly feel like, sh sh should I start yelling? <laughs> like, what, what should I yell out? Like, 
nothing a guy yells out I've ever found is, is, is attractive. But um, the trifecta, yeah, it's, it's a good move. Don't go straight away, though. Going straight away to that is, is, is confronting at best. That is, you don't want to go, you don't wanna go full trifecta. Anyone else? Because I'm, I'm swallowing dry. I should not have said that. <laughs> All right, read us the women so All that right. we can weigh right. in on those. Oh, this first one's so brutal. Okay, <clears throat> what women wished more of their partners knew? That slapping my clit doesn't do anything for me. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. So I'll go through them all, then we'll start at the top again. As I saw something online, it is not the button. You are not calling the elevator. <laughs> Um, better knowledge of sexual hygiene. Avoid using the same fingers or penis. The same penis? <laughs> In the ass of the vagina, it causes UTIs. Yes! <laughs> we should have started here, girls. Oh, these, are all, these are all real, like, shots to my... Okay. Women's bodies are not all the same. One thing you do to one, one woman might not might not work on others. Just ask and listen to what's, what us ladies want. Yeah. You, you know you're talking to men here. Like. Okay, uh, oh wow. Yeah, this is, this is graphic. <clears throat> I'll say it real slow. Tongue on the clit, two fingers in the pussy, one in the bum, gets me, every, gets me to orgasm every time. Does it, Jai? <laughs> Isn't that the airlock? The, the airlock. <laughs> what is the term for that? <laughs> I've heard it called CPR, but that's something else. But uh, I think it's the shocker. No, is it the, the shocker. Yes, shocker. No, the shocker. Yeah. I knew that was the term. Okay, what do we think, yeah. ladies? Slapping on the clit? No. no. Okay, but like, I mean, the slapping on the clit thing, where does that come from? It comes from porn. Yeah, it comes from bad right? porn. Right, like it comes from bad porn. Um, and that's why porn shouldn't be sex education. It's entertainment. Uh, it has nothing to do with reality. Um, it, in fact, I don't know if it's that entertaining for me. Whenever I see them slapping the... the like slapping the clits of the girls and then they and then the girls they put their little like five inch acrylic nails in their vagina oh. eye. Oh, thank you thank you that's how i feel you know who's got <laughs> acrylic nails here too yeah. you say you got one left felicia i just saw that uh next one uh better knowledge of sexual hygiene yeah. avoid using yes. the same fingers or the same penis <laughs> but i'll never get up Agreed. Yes. Boys, just take notes as you're going along. Index. Anyway, sorry. Uh, oh, there's one I forgot. Power play, dominant slash submissive roles with good dirty talk go hand in hand, and it's fantastic. I agree. Yeah. Consensus. <laughs> we have agreement. So, okay. so I'm curious. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you guys wish you more of your partners knew in the bedroom? I would, oh, why? You know why questions beforehand, right? I would say in general for all partners I've had, and um, I would say definitely a curiosity. Uh, if you don't have a curiosity for it or um, an open mind, uh, no go. I'm a big fan of the, especially if it's your first time with someone or first few times, just the whole slow it down, we have a lot of time, and I know that probably comes from guys rushing a lot, but I think it's important to take the time there. Well, I hope my husband is not listening to this. <laughs> oh, we invited him. He's, he's in the room. Ta-da! <laughs> I always find that he can do some improvements on the oral part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More oral. Yeah. It's not that hard. Longer. More. Yeah. Very inviting yes, to listen to the podcast oh, yeah. of the cunning linguist. Let me yes. record it on the <laughs> now. So, uh, as a bit of a takeaway, did, did anyone learn anything? Yeah? yeah. Okay, good. Was anyone, everyone glad that we could say, say these things out loud without blushing? Or, or with blushing. Or with blushing. Uh, so, hopefully a lot of that surprised you. The key takeaway for us doing all this is that sexual experiences are individual. 
but I think a lot of that sexual chemistry actually connects you with people who are very like-minded. So on one hand, we're telling you, hey, everyone's different, so be really you know, cautious about what you do. On the other hand, we're saying, you know, you will find people who like what you want and you should be able to talk about that. And I think the important thing is not to get hung up on either one. Um, but definitely, if you're in a relationship, the key thing is not to keep these kind of secrets. Well, not even really secrets, but keep these kind of inhibitions from each other. And, you know, if it just takes you to getting pissed and watching porn one night, then do it, I say. Or making porn. Or making porn. Make your own <laughs> porn, always. Miss Sarah, I will hang um, over to you. Right, so almost coming right to the end. Um, panelists, any final thoughts or parting words that you would like to share? We've talked about quite a lot of things today. Uh, we've shared, obviously, our own secrets. We've talked about how to keep things fresh, talked about anal, and nothing has been off the, the table today. We've also heard from quite a lot of people, their stories, what embarrasses them, what they find funny, um, things that they wish their partners knew. Are there any sort of final words? Um, for me, I would say, um, the final words will be communication. Because I find that um, what I've seen in my stores, people always come to me and tell me their secrets and tell me their fantasies, but they never tell their partners. And they're always afraid that um, their partners will see them differently if they knew. So I think if you really want to have a happy sex life, you definitely have to talk to your partners and, and be open about it, like, so both parties can enjoy it together. Yeah. So communication. You? I'm just gonna communication repeat everything. I would is say, yeah, I, I would kind of say the same thing, um, but maybe I'll twist it a bit just for everyone. Um, I'm very lucky uh, to know Sarah as well for a very, very long time and have somebody that I can talk to this uh, kind of topics about. I have a very good group of girlfriends, very good group of friends in general, who are pretty unabashedly open to talking about this in public most of the time. Um, and they're all here, so I'll introduce all of you later. And I would say don't be afraid of talking with your friends. I mean, I'm not suggesting you start your own podcast or talk to everyone here and get up and tell stories. But start small. Start with somebody you trust because you'd be surprised how much you share in common. Um, it also warms you up to talking about it and putting words and thoughts into concrete images that you can then talk about with your partners. Um, I think this podcast is one of those really great catalysts to start that conversation. So shameless plug, definitely go back to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, three points for me. The first one is thanks so much uh, for everyone coming tonight because this has been a really amazing thing for us. Uh, and, you know, honestly, Sarah, I wanted to s somehow to put this online, but I couldn't. But thank you for being, like, literally one of my best friends and allowing us to do this. I, I, th I think for me, this has probably been one of the most exciting things I've ever done. It's definitely a dream come true, and I'm glad I get to spend that with you. So, shut Thanks. up. <laughs> I have to say something. Uh, secondly, thank you to the guys who turned up. I know this shit is weird, okay? Slutch, slutch! Anyway. Uh, but no, really, it's, it's a big deal, and I th I, I'm a big fan uh, of not only any kind of uh, just men just turning up to anything to do with uh, women's empowerment, International Women's Day. I think it's really important that we show our presence. I'm not just saying that. I think it is really good. Uh, thirdly, as a, as a platform and as a medium, I hope you get into more podcasting. It's a really big personal passion of mine, and I think this has given us truly something where... The first couple of emails we got when somebody actually said, hey, it had an effect on their life, it's just been pretty incredible. So thank you for that. So appreciate it. <laughs> Ms. Tang? Okay, well, um, since it's International Women's Day, um, my final thought is probably for all of the wonderful women um, who have come out to support this event today. Um, thank you. <laughs> And I want to say to all of you that there is real power in finding and owning your pleasure. It will bring you confidence, here, here. it will bring you connection, and it will bring you joy. S don't rely on your partner to do this for you. It's literally in your own hands. I'm going to say this, okay? <laughs> um, 
And only by owning our own pleasure um, can we put to bed these myths about female sexuality that still float around today, such as things like women are less sexual than men or they need sex less than men, because that's just not true. Um, and the last reason why you should own your pleasure is because it's hot and there is nothing sexier than a woman who can articulate what turns her on sexually and what floats her boat. So please go out and do that for me. Um, we've come to the end of the, <laughs> of the Better in Bed live show. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks for being such a great audience tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've learned a few things as well. Um, we've recorded today's live show and we'll be releasing it in the following few weeks. So it will be episode 19 on the podcast. So please look out for it. Um, and the best way to do that is to actually subscribe. Um, to our podcast if you haven't found it it's on iTunes it's on Spotify or use whatever podcast app that you're using you can also find it on sarahsense.com which is my platform and just drop drop me up drop me or Jai a line anytime um, if you really enjoyed today uh, we love hearing for you you can also follow us on social media and um, you know we're kind of big suckers for reviews so if you enjoy today please help other people find us too by leaving a review on itunes we'll be massively massively grateful if you did um and that's it thank you so much so you've stolen my cue i was gonna ask you all to stand up and to give a huge round of applause to our beautiful panelists. To Jai, Kat, Vera, and Sarah. For nothing else but making us all much, much better in bed tonight. Mm -hmm.